0: IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100,000,000. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com, or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting!
1: Hello! Hey! Welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast.
0: I'm I'm Scott Scott Westby. Westby. You're Matt Matt Water. Water. (laughs) Wow, that was cool. <laughs> that was sweet, man. We didn't man. even plan that. Yeah, we're so good. <laughs> uh, we are Full Swing Productions, are part of it, and um, every week we bring you news, tips, uh, and interviews from the Alberta film and video and digital media and uh, moving pictures, moving images. I thought uh, you had that memorized. <laughs> I did, you know. But the thing is, like, I want I want to be leading more with like, you know, we're on a mission to right. connect well, I like the that community. It was a little
1: more organic.
0: Too, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, the point of this podcast is to help bring the Alberta community together. Let everyone know who everyone is, what everyone's working on, what's coming up, um, you know, and, and just share some some stories coming up in this industry. And uh, hopefully we're doing that. So, you know, every week uh, we bring a new guest on and, and really excited to share this ge- this week's guest with y'all. But first, Jonesen. We're supposed this to shoot the shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are two and a half weeks away from going to yep. camera. Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: I think better than last time we recorded <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot to do, and uh, you know, it's just you know, I don't know how you felt uh, when you were producing, but it was like a part of me is like, okay, I'm going to sit down and just power through a ton of work, and then I'm going to feel so much better. You don't, and and, and yeah, I, I do feel <laughs> good about getting work done, but it it's like the finish line is no closer. It's yeah,
0: like it's like you're not anywhere. Yeah, you're, it's like yeah. you're climbing this mountain, and you're like, I'm going to sprint yeah. for the next hour, and yeah. you are like, fuck, the peak and then is get still some good there. Sleep yeah. And yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, man, it's just like. um it's a different feeling now for sure but it's still like what I was saying to Briar earlier today. I feel like I'm right in the middle of a marathon. Yeah. Where the beginning has no meaning, the end has no meaning. You're not thinking about You're just where you are. You're just right now, running yeah. and it's yeah. just one step before the other as fast sure. as you can. <laughs> totally. Uh, and you're just running like that's all there is. Yeah, just like I, do this, then do this, then do this. Yeah,
1: I think that is movie making in that yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but it's going well. You know, we're locking in some yeah. cast. Yeah. Um, really, really excited about our cast. Can't wait to share uh, that those names with uh, everybody. um Locking in some crew. Right, we've got a fantastic crew. I don't know. It's you know, it's it's a yeah, yeah. We it's it's been hard, crew. but it, has, proud, it hasn't yeah. been unpleasant. It's been great.
1: Yeah, it's been really good. Um,
0: we've been really enjoying working with the, the film center, the, with the project lab specifically, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're being so um, gracious and, and they really want to help. Um, yeah, you know, that, which that, is so nice.
1: You're, yeah. That's, you're totally right. And and that deserves a, a real spotlight because it's, none of this would be happening without them. And, uh, and they're, yeah, they're bending over backwards to make it, make it possible for us. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easy to say as someone who's receiving some grant funding from them, but, um, I I just have to say again that like they we were all worried when this film when this studio was happening when it was going up is yeah. it just going to be Fargo is it just going to be the big heavy hitter multi million dollar yeah. projects and they have proven time and time again that they are interested in engaging the local yeah. up and coming filmmaking community and you you can go there anytime and request a tour you can you absolutely can get to know the yeah. the people who work there you can you can talk about rates you know uh, they're negotiable I think that's fair to say. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, don't, don't feel like they're a big, bad uh, entity. That, yeah. Like a uh, corporate
0: monster, or yeah, government monster. They really you know. are
1: here to help and, they, and they're proving it to us at least all the time. Yeah. So, and they yeah. want to be full. Absolutely. Right? They want Absolutely. to be full all the time
0: because that's, yeah. you know, the shows to the government that, you know, this infrastructure that we were begging for, for 30 years, means something and is important totally. to the growth totally. of the industry. I yeah. you know that's part of the reason why, you know, we push to promote them on the podcast too, is because, um, they are film friendly to the local community and it's tough it's tough because because we're the, we're getting a grant from them like it's you know it's tough to listen to this and be like oh you know <laughs> yeah you know fuck these guys like of course, course, like, they're of course they're, but um i would hope that if we weren't getting the grant we would be hearing these stories from those who did receive that grant
1: absolutely yeah
0: um so yeah i mean it's probably worth checking in with the other groups uh, that did get some project lab financing yeah
1: for sure but also i think you know i i think if you're cynical about about hearing this i respect that i get it but I also think I, I would also wonder if you are um, really engaging with the community. Um, are you engage? Are, are you going to events? Are you going to? Are you at the CSIF regularly? Are you at Fava regularly? Are you are you engaging in networking with the necessary people? Right, because it's a relationships business, and if you don't if you don't get out there and, re, and network. Um, you're not going to know about the opportunities that are available. Right, to, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I think, reading between the lines there, folks. The, <laughs> the, what you need to know is get out there and communicate and share your projects and and build relationships with yeah. e- with the unions, with the studio, with Calgary Econom- Economic Development and the new Edmonton st- uh, um, Economic Office—I forget what it's called.
0: Abington Green Industries. Josh
1: Miller, and it's so office. yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, you've got to get uh, build the relationships. That's what I'm realizing now that we've been doing this for ten years now. It's like, man, it's 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 so much easier to be like, oh yeah, I know that. Person I know that person. This, I'll call this. Place. Place. we've met yeah. before, and I'll yeah. call them, and and they know who I am. And, you you yeah. must you must build those relationships, and and they want to build them with you. So and it takes time. Yes, totally. It takes yeah.
0: time. You got to have patience with that. Sure. Um, you know, it's been ten years, and we're still and we you know this podcast is a great excuse for us to meet people absolutely that we absolutely. wouldn't otherwise uh, yeah. get to meet so if, shameless about that that's yeah. part, certainly part of it yeah um well enough about us let's talk about <laughs> us some more so the fantasy movie league uh i forgot about the yeah, fantasy movie yeah so did i and how, that's good how i've been doing not good man not good <laughs> neither have i i've yeah. been i uh, reminds me at about noon on friday which is two hours too late oh, to make nice. my picks. Yeah, and, yeah. oh you didn't make your picks this week <laughs> you forgot to pick so yeah, but I, I see bombed. that she for the first time ever didn't win. Well, remember, second time ever, yeah. yeah. Um it was close. But wow. Inception Cineplex won. I
1: feel like I know who that is, but this I don't is, remember. This is a friend
0: of mine. Oh is it? Also okay. named Scott, yeah. Oh, and okay. uh wow. he, you know, he uh <laughs> he was texting Briar every week that he beat her. <laughs> wow. You know, some some various uh taunts, sass and yeah. taunts, yeah. Um so, yeah, huge congrats to Inception nice. for ah, that. Cool. Uh, he worked really hard for it. I know Good we did. Good for him. Good for him. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, the next season starting this week. If you want to join, uh, this is open to anybody, but you do need a password. Um, so you can check out. So basically, it's like a fantasy football league. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before, but yeah. you you get, you know, your theater and you fill it with the movies that are out this weekend. And real box office numbers calculate kind of your return on your investment. Uh, and that's how you play. It's really easy. It takes me about 15 seconds a week, which is why I don't win. Yeah, you can do a little on work yeah. if you'd like. <laughs> uh, but if you want to join, everybody's welcome. Uh, so you can check out fantasymovieleague.com slash group slash 8337. And the password for that is all caps ABFILM. Uh, please join and play along. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Okay, cool. Guest. So Cara Ardham, Uh Kara Ardum, This
1: wonderful human being who... Uh, You know, I don't know that it's, I don't think it's overstating it to say kind of helped us build full swing production. Oh, absolutely. On a, on a, on a contract basis, but has worked on just countless projects with us as a wonderful cinematographer and shooter editor, um, among many other talents that we go into in this conversation.
0: Certainly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when you're building a business, um, you will understand the, the saying good help is hard to find. Mm hmm. 'Cause it really, really is. Um, and Kara is good help. For sure. And yeah, I, I don't think it's it's unfair to say that you know, full Spring productions you know, was built on the back of her, basically, yeah, but yeah. not to give you know her too much credit because I'm <laughs> awesome. And and uh yeah. and a couple other great uh, concords, yeah, of as course, Well, of course. but but she was you know, she's she's, yeah. she's
1: been a, a very key player for us. For Absolutely.
0: Sure. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's about time we had her on and yeah. uh and, and, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more yeah. afterwards, but but here's Kara.
1: All right, Kara how are you'm I'm all right how are you both doing well doing well so good so good a lot better than the last time we recorded yeah we yeah you were talking about how Jones and happening that oh, we're, yes, that we're yes, very yes. busy right now and uh there were just yeah we're we're in a better place now our There's voices a, yeah. I think the audience probably <sighs> could tell we were like a little down a little uh upset a little bit cautious making a movie just as has you know it's got ups and downs yeah and, no
2: doubt
0: yeah you know, it Lots is. of ups since then, though. So. Oh, yeah! Absolutely. Yesterday was one of those good news days where yeah. a bunch of stuff just kind of clicked. So
2: revitalized the spirit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and has brought a little bit of hope back into my life, which I know is a mistake. <laughs> it's a bad thing to hope Yeah. it's that's... just you just get crushed all right. the time.
2: But resiliency is what makes movies.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dropping the knowledge immediately, yeah, I love that's, it. It's that's so exactly true. what. It what is? are you talking about? <laughs> so speaking of resiliency. Um, you're still working in the film industry. Even after six months, that's a, an achievement. <laughs> and you've been working here for many, many years.
2: Yeah, somehow. I've, uh, I'm the slithering little snake in the grass. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> not
1: at all. Not at all. You're just, you're, you're just... the awesome motorcycle riding oh, badass. Well, yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I want my bike in a movie so bad. I bet. I
1: bet. That's. I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs>
2: yeah, day. it has to happen. It has to happen eventually. But how did it all start? How did it all did start? did get into it? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I left high school and I said, I'm not going to be that nine to five type of person. I'm not going to be the not person, for who, not for me, yeah. not going to go to university to get a degree. I just knew that because right. school wasn't my favorite thing. Um, took a gap year, applied to SAIT, the film and video program. First for try. more school, I get it yeah no yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: basically they I got in the first attempt and I said okay let's go with this that's amazing yeah um cool but yeah the the reality was the only alternative that I actually had laid out was I was going to be in uh applying for the 3d animation program oh, in cool. Vancouver oh. oh
0: cool interesting right um
2: on the only thing that deterred me from that was the realization that I didn't want to be $40,000 in debt in one year. So one year. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like you call in all the expenses and like living out there. So, Um, but the school was like $25,000 at that time. So,
0: so why, why filmmaking?
2: Why filmmaking?
0: What was it at that time that made you kind of pick that?
2: Um, I think it, accommodated the ideas that I had in my head that I liked storytelling and mostly in visual form. That was kind of, I think, very obvious. Like, even my parents would support this. Like, I was always visually drawn to things. Right. Um, like <laughs> I was, I was actually tested when I was nine Okay, because I had a hard time learning kind of in the early years of my schooling and in the testing, they're like, so your daughter is, uh, you know, basically operating at a university level of m- like visual memory. Right. Okay. So I was like,
0: but, but as far as like reading and then that mm-hmm. kind of like.
2: It was hard, academia yeah. Academia stuff, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. So it was kind. Of, I was. I mean, I was super lucky because my mother was a grade one through three teacher. Oh, cool. So For early oh. collective learning. Wow, cool. So she helped me with that. Right. Great. So now I can write and read like <laughs> like most people. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was one of those things where visually, I just understood visuals better. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So cool. that's it kind of just matched up. So it clicked. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So what was Sate like?
2: sate in my experience was first off very daunting mm-hmm. because I walked into that class being like I have made nothing right right and imposter syndrome indeed yes yes <laughs> when we have words for these things yes. it makes sense now yeah but at um, the time it
0: doesn't up yeah. yeah
2: and because I, I guess that was the other thing it was like I walked in a little bit of imposter syndrome and then also I didn't have any expectations um I didn't at that time, realized that this was actually a place where I could learn the tools to make a career out of something. And that was really not known to me until the second year.
0: Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, sure. um,
2: I mean, the first year of SAIT, I mean, the first semester of SAIT, you're, I'm just walking in there and I'm just like, what, what am I this? doing? Here? Right, right. Right. How am I going to apply this in, in my life? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. There's everyone here. I right. want to make movies. And but
0: but where's the career path? Where's the career right.
2: path? And I mean, part of it's kind of also. Perhaps not the best of like self-confidence and things like that. But I was thinking like, I, I can't use this. Like right. I'm, I'm not going to Hollywood to make movies. Right. Like this isn't what's happening right now. I'm in Alberta, Canada, mm-hmm. and I'm going to a essentially a community college to learn about how cameras work. Right. What does that set you up for?
1: Well, and that's uh, this is something that I've kind of only started saying recently about the program, which is that there are so many programs there in, in, and in other schools that are uh, welding. Mm. You're going to you're going to be a welder after that. You can photojournalism. You're going to be a photojournalist after that. Uh but the state film and video program there are you know you could take even just within the film world you could take at least 25 different sort of specializations after after the year right. so it's not it's not really a normal program in that sense because yeah it can't it, and
0: there's no clear path getting out like when you're a no. welder you go and you get your you know your uh, ticket right yep. and then you yep. go you become a journeyman et cetera et cetera, et cetera that just doesn't exist like that that's not a thing in in film. So yeah, that entrepreneurial spirit, but at the same time, you know, state is a technical college, and they are there to prep you to you know succeed on a on a film set. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's a little bit different, kind of getting out for mm-hmm. sure.
2: And you know, just on that though, the practicality I think was the best gift that that program gives mm. people. Yeah. I mean, right. for me anyway. Yeah. Um, I specifically went into the craft tech service on right. the on on the second uh, year. And it was kind of one of those things where it kind of clicked at that point where I was just like, oh yeah, it makes more sense for me to be doing things like setting stuff up with my hands and and being creative, you know, not just sitting down in an office. Right. Not that I, I have to do that now with my (laughs) job for sure. Right. (laughs) Um, But it was one of those things during school. I was like, oh, this makes me feel good. Right. Right. Like it makes hard skill and yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I know it seems so ridiculous, but I'm just like, no, because I can set up this C stand and set up this flag or I can go around and help with, uh, all the, you know, electric and lighting or the fact that I can just get a camera up and operating. Yeah. That meant something to me.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So that was probably a confidence builder a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was your, where was your head at when you left Sate?
2: Uh, (laughs) I Apart love from terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> mostly terrifying. However, I was extremely fortunate uh, to have a family member who was kind of already established in the industry. Um, not film and video in particular, but at the time it was more kind of news-based. Okay. Um, so my uncle was a teacher actually at Mount Royal teaching uh, I think the journalism program there. But he had branched off and started his own kind of production company Uh, specifically towards international documentaries Oh, cool! and things like that. Um,
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Okay, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to connect some dots
0: (laughs) in what I know about you. Yes,
2: because there was a delay between school and meeting you guys. um, But no, he, in a weird circumstance, he had done some work with a corporate oil and gas company downtown, and they were looking for a new internal person to mm-hmm. do some recor- like basically operating and editing. Gotcha. And my initial hesitation with that was like, well, I'm not an editor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so that's going to have to be something that's on the job training or I may only be able to do quote unquote half the job. Right. Um, so that was the only thing that was on my radar leaving. That was it.
0: Oh, that's something though. But yeah. like, what about? Yeah. Was there not uh, like sort of a
1: even a, maybe a secret goal that maybe I could DP one day? Is that was that? Oh, on the radar for sure. That's kind of how I felt. It was like maybe I'll direct one day, but I don't want to tell yeah. anybody. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you were telling people. That.
2: It was. <sighs> I was I mean, I'm still awful at it, but I have a really hard time like communicating my goals with Mm. with people or uh,
1: it's scary. I I find I found it very scary when school started That
0: especially with imposter syndrome. (laughs)
1: Exactly. It's like (laughs) what? You'll never be a director.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a story about getting into state where I said where they asked, what do you want to be? Yeah. And I said, uh, unit production manager Ooh, as my way of like, that was very specific. <laughs> 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 yeah. I didn't realize you don't really have to say unit anymore.
0: I think um, all the instructors all fell asleep as soon as they answered that. Question.
1: <laughs> no, but I know Phil was like, aha, there's somebody who can fill that role. And that, right. and I was like, now I don't have to tell anybody I wanted to direct. Totally.
2: Yeah. No, uh, I pushed. Okay. Here's the thing. The one thing I did authentically push really hard for in the second year was DPing the documentary for the, like the school project. Cool. And I got it. Awesome. So I was very, um, I mean, I owe that to Phil Laterno on that one. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where it was the first time where I was technically in a head department role and it was creative freedom that I haven't really experienced where it, it turned into an actual completed project. Right. Okay, cool. Right? So when I saw it come, at all, like, come all together, um, I felt pretty good about it. Right? And I thought wow, this is actually something that can be my future. Like it it is something that I can uh, apply with the skills that I'm learning at school. Right. But again, you come back and you're like, this is never going to be applied to my real life because once I'm out of school, you're out of the bubble. Yeah. You graduate and it's
0: just like, Oh, the real world now. Yeah. There's this huge black hole in Mm -hmm. front of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, Not for Matt though; he already had a job. In the <laughs> seat, son of a bitch. No,
2: but
1: I when you, when I, I see what you say when you say the bubble, and and it's like, and that's sort of what uh, I, I'm talking about. Us too much, but we're on the board of the CSIF, and and you know we've been trying to build the community a little bit mm. in a way that we can kind of catch those say, students yeah. when they graduate and and say here is the continuation of what this community is.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's
1: not all there yet. It's still not. You know, it's, it's hard.
2: It really is. Right yeah, and I mean, I say bubble, but I also describe school as being the place where you make the mistakes. Totally. Totally. Right? Cuz Oh, what? that's funny. I never yeah. made any at school. You, no. you did. Oh. That, that's it. No, no? no I never it's made perfect. any. 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. 4.1 GPA. Yeah, 4.1. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it was uh it was kind of one of those things where leaving school um I didn't network well. Mm, right. Uh, that was the first thing. And that's just part of my personality. I'm, yeah. I'm quite introverted and um, I have a hard time just publicly networking with people, mm. even today. Right. I, even sitting down here with you folks here is just kind of like. I hear you. It's nerve wracking. It always is. Yeah. yeah. Um, But what ended up happening was I took the job downtown, I got it, mm-hmm. which was something that set me up into a path that I didn't really see um, at first as being what I wanted.
0: Right. Right. This is the shooting editing. Job? Yeah. The yeah. shooting
2: editing, like hundred percent corporate, right. like it's yeah. internal corporate. Sure. Like there's, there's not much to describe more than that. Um, but you know, I had friends going off to the union and they were getting on shows right away. Like they're getting their permittee statuses right. and, all these other things that's like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on hell on wheels. The show yeah. called hell on wheels coming up, you know, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, nice. Well, I'm,
0: Oh no, those are real filmmakers oh, yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. just doing corporate video downtown at yeah. yeah. a nine to five job, which is what I didn't want to do. Yeah. Exactly. Great.
2: And I think that was the, what now I look back on was actually one of the, the better choices that I made. I
0: completely agree. Oh. Yeah.
2: Um, because how do I put this? I didn't – I knew that the very – I had the mentality that the first couple years of my career was not going to be exciting. Mm. Right. And as soon as I kind of swallowed that pill, everything started to line up a little bit better because the alternative was, okay, go union. Try to get into the 669 and, like, get into the camera department Department, there. But then I always hear these words because I was actually on my practicum during school at Wittick. And one of the mentors that I had, she was just like, you need to decide if you go union and into camera, you may not touch a camera yeah. in terms of operating for 10 years. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: And that kind of always stuck with me because she said, do what you want to do.
3: Right.
0: Totally. Right. Yeah. And
2: what the first four years of my career gave me was getting my hands on a camera every day.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And just learning to speak a visual language. Right.
2: Exactly. There's,
1: yeah. yeah, and there's a huge value, I think, in just repetition every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you grew uh, in, in leaps and bounds. I, I mean,
0: I know I did when we started the yeah, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, um, and, and editing your own work at the same time, yeah. too. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. Hugely like, valuable. It was. For me, it was a very drastic learning curve because right. it was literally here's now the job. You will be filming things constantly and you need to edit it. Right. No one's here to edit for right, you.
1: Right. And so you said that wasn't really your thing. Was it like teaching yourself some editing stuff as you as you oh, went yeah. along? Yeah.
2: And I think that's most independent filmmakers totally, in general course, yeah. is like yeah. self-taught. Totally. Just, you sit down, you put the hours in on watching YouTube tutorials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to
1: say at that time, was, yeah. it, was there a lot of.
2: Uh, uh, I mean, like Linda.com wasn't there out. Okay. Really, at that okay. point, yeah. um, it was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um, luckily, with corporate stuff, some of it's quite dry. So, right, you, you can practice the, you basics. Can practice yeah. the basics. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like today, I would never call myself a narrative editor, um, like a dramatic editor. I don't have that skill set really. It okay. is a different thing, I suppose, yeah. but I'm
0: sure it's translatable. Uh, sure.
2: The, the to- techniques.
0: I, I mean, I edited the parent council, which you shot. This is true. And uh, I, I also would, before that, I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I haven't edited something narrative in a long, long, long time, yeah. but it was the same. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Um, and the footage was great. So that helped. But oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the skills totally translate and you're still, you know, you're telling a story, you're trying to keep energy into it and, and you know, keep an audience engaged. But even things like when you're when you're cutting your own work, just being like, oh, I need to start holding my shots longer. Oh, like yeah. Like just little frustrations you have with yourself, mm-hmm. and, and and I think if a DP could be thinking like an editor at the same time as they're lighting and, and thinking like a director, that's where they that's the zone they work best in. Right?
2: Absolutely, I yeah. am a better shooter because I learned editing. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know like what when when did the um, possible um, uh, like working on short films or, or creative projects? When did that kind of come up?
2: That kind of came up because I tried to do my best to keep a toe in the more creative realm of the industry. Um, and I'm so thankful for that now because when I first started, I was like, okay, this is going to be the job. It pays me. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing. Um, and, but the reality is like, I have no connection to anyone else in the industry when I'm here because it's It's all internal, right? There's no, Hey, let's go hang out and talk about this or let's go try and shoot this. It's I'm downtown from nine to five, which was that ironic moment where I had. And then it just kind of hit me maybe about two years into it where I said, I have to do some creative things. And it seems so silly now, but I took a trip to Japan Oh during that second that year. That doesn't seem silly. That seems awesome. Well, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, but it was the first time where I said, I'm going to do something just fun while I'm there. Mm. And so I vlogged the entire trip and I edited all of it. And even though that took me like four years to do. <laughs> it was um, I've seen, I feel like I've seen footage recently. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. still kind of coming out. It's yeah. still slowly just seeping out. But um, yeah, and I think that was the first kind of uh, f- flagpole in saying there's more to it than just what this, what these corporate uh, kind of projects are going to give me. Yeah. Um, so I definitely had a, an inkling to like start some creative output. And after the Japan trip, I said, I'm going to make a short film. Cool. So I wrote and directed a short film, uh, ended up hiring like most of my close school friends to, mm-hmm. to um, work on it. Uh, uh, Ball was the director of photography on it. And then eventually, the entire crew who I didn't know at that time—I felt you want to talk about imposter syndrome. No I was like, "Hey, I went to state too, but yeah. I haven't talked to any of you in yeah. two years." So that's
0: okay, but yeah, yeah. no.
2: But uh, so the rest of the crew—I mean, like—are all very good right. friends of and mine. Right, and they're tight, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very lucky to have that first experience on set where, I mean the first rule I had was I wasn't going to do this for free. Mm. So I paid everyone nice. on it. And again, lucky because I had a corporate job. Right. I you had yeah. saved You just self-financed up. Financed it. I self-financed cool. it. Um, and it was one of those things again where I was like, this is first time director. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I made a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it and
1: it's really good. Yeah. And can people see what it? What are you the willing thing to yet? tell us about
2: it? Uh, the short film is called Gradient. They can see it on my Vimeo page. If you just type in my name in Vimeo, that'll be there. All right, sweet. Um, The core concept of it was just a different uh, perspective, I think, on how people deal with learning about, you know, a new partner or something like that who have experienced sexual violence in their life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's Um, heavy. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's not a happy film. (laughs) Um, but it was one of those things where, um, my aunt runs a non-for-profit in town, which is basically the sexual violence crisis center in in town. So it was one of those things where I had worked with her for a few years and I, I didn't really get why people just don't have the conversation. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I Are mean, they, is
0: that the group that has the, I believe you billboards around town? So
2: that's the provincial, oh, that's, the that's provincial ASAS, one. Okay. but they work closely right. with CASA. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, oh, it's CASA. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to tell the story from the perspective of someone like basically not knowing a lot or the person who hadn't gone through those trials and them learning that, you know what? this is not about you. It's about being open and receptive to someone who has gone through something so traumatic. Right. And the best thing you can do is just say, I believe you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the whole point of the film. And I thought, I I thought I got the message across. Um, but me being, you know, two, three years out of school, I also didn't promote it at all. I didn't think it was festival worthy. So I didn't submit it to anything. Um, so that was, uh, I mean, the cast and the crew were fantastic and I'm so glad that it is still a film that I have and I have it to my name. Um, but yeah, it just lives on the internet now. That's cool. Yeah.
1: You can still submit it. Places well. There, there <laughs> are many festivals that don't have limits on that. But. That's true. Um, so, okay. Uh, what about uh, the vlogging thing? Yeah. Um, and, and like, we we don't Maybe we don't do it enough I don't know But some of the audience Likes to get technical I think So mm-hmm. So how Like what's a good vlogging kit And what do you do in Japan Like how did that
2: So That Was all trial And error Okay <laughs> that, uh, Japan was definitely Where I was kind of Just playing around Like I just had a little Point and shoot Canon S95 Which was just At the time
0: Those are cameras. Was, that's, that's a good camera That's useful l- Yeah. Little yeah. pocket camera yeah. Right
2: um, That That recorded at the time you're like 1280 720p whoa <laughs> Yo, this whoa. is amazing HD <laughs> it's such a little compact. technically hammer.
3: HD yeah. yeah um
2: but yeah I was really lucky that when I went to Japan I went with two other film friends Kaz Nakajima mm-hmm. which we know is the best key grip dude around in the yeah. independent world uh, and then also my really good friend Joseph McGuire who uh, was also a film uh, state grad as well cool and we all kind of took the cameras that we had available to us and went around and said, hey, I'm just going to film this. If you want to be in it, be in it. If you don't, you don't. Sure, um, But I'm just going to document what's going on here. So I just used that, and I also had a Canon 5D at that time. which Mark 1?
0: Mark 2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the
2: big purchase that I made uh, probably after a year of working. I was like, I need my nice. own camera. Nice. So that was the first thing. Um But, yeah, I mean, vlogging at first was I filmed way too much. I filmed everything. (laughs) It was just, like, every moment that I could possibly think of. Um, And then editing was uh, where the creativity really came out. Just like, how am I going to put this day together? Cool. Um, But ultimately it was kind of one of those things where I was so drawn to it because I could have full control over it. It was the first time I didn't have anyone telling mm-hmm. me it needs to look this way. Right. It needs to be right. cut down you Tell story you much. want to tell. You. Exactly. Nice, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So I quite enjoy that. And I, I kind of do that still to today um, whenever I go do something fun or out in the mountains and feel like filming something.
1: Right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you've kept up with that, right? Like the, like um, you have this super cool intro for what, what, what do you call it? Artie? RD-
2: Oh, uh, yeah. RD adventures. Right. Right. Yeah. I like,
1: yeah, I don't know how you did it, but it's like a really cool, like digital kind of mm-hmm. intro that, that, and it's simple and very cool. I think that's what, I don't know. When I was thinking, I was thinking maybe I should start my own YouTube channel. Um, I was like, ah, oh, but you need like to know After Effects and have a, a really cool intro. But I mean, yours is really cool, but also subtle and it's nothing super nothing basic. Too yeah, yeah, it's
2: really not that complex. I, I think I pulled up two two uh, tutorials on how to just do some graphic design stuff on After Effects, and I just made it. Sweet, just a few channel effects, and that's it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I feel like most creative people should have a YouTube channel just yeah, to yeah. be have a place to throw something totally that. Here's the thing. I made my YouTube channels for me. Right. It was not actually meant for really anyone right. else um, because all I knew was I was going to post these. My parents were going to watch it right. and <laughs> maybe some of my friends. Right. Um, And like even today, like I've had the channel for many, many years and, you know, the, I don't have a following quote unquote, but it is one of those things where I quite enjoy just posting things up there. Right. Cool. And just having a space for them. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh another thing recently that I saw um uh, and we know Chantel, who's on mm. the board of the CSIF, recently did like a one hundred percent female crew yes. short film.
2: Yes. I,
1: and I don't know much more than that. How how was that? What was that like?
2: Uh it was a fantastic experience. Cool. Strange though. Was it? <laughs> okay. Um No, no, strange in the in the fact that when you say a hundred percent female crew, it was. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I've never experienced that. Even close. Interesting. In Even
0: the grips. Even the grips. <laughs> Even the key grip. <laughs>
2: Even the key grip. Okay, wait. Steph Mir is fantastic. Nice.
0: Even the <laughs> locations, PAs. Yes. Even the editor. <laughs>
2: Yes, even
0: okay. that I know of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Uh, but what, what, were there any males on set at all? I mean, just for yeah, curiosity um, in, in the cast, I suppose.
2: Chantel's husband was there. Okay. Um, cool. he was kind of the the all to go for kind of guy. Cool. Um, he was also running, uh, just the cards as doing like quote unquote dit work. Right. Um, but uh, so when you yeah.
1: say it was weird, it was just weird that. It was a different experience, like, oh, it, I'm uh, like completely. Yeah.
2: And I, I wouldn't say that it's like shockingly different in terms mm. of like how people behaved on set or anything. But I'm like sure that.
0: there was a noticeable. It was different, different, different tone yeah. on set. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say. The vibe maybe was.
2: Oh, totally. Different. And I think the biggest thing that I kind of took away from it was the realization that for the first time I was on set where everyone was just like, "We're here to learn."
0: Right.
2: Um, it wasn't. Um, I think Chantel purposely did it, but I'm not quite sure. I'll have to talk to her one day about it. Um, was she was so open to the realization, like, I'm going to push you into position that you don't feel comfortable with because I'm giving you this opportunity. And I recognize that you may not have the most experience with this position, but we're going to go for mm-hmm. it anyway. Um, did it create some some chaos in moments? Sure. But that's like first time filmmaker sets yeah. are always like that. Of course. There's no no exception to that rule, Absolutely. I don't think.
0: Absolutely. Except um, for me, I don't make mistakes. Oh none? <laughs> no, not never made one. Excellent. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, even your shoes. You always have the right shoes I have on set. Perfect shoes all the time. <laughs> Um but yeah, it was it was a very enjoyable experience. Cool. Um, even though the subject matter of the film is quite heavy. Yeah. Um it was one of those things where, I mean, it was the first time I worked for a female director of photography. Really? I was So I was cool. the camera operator okay, on it. Okay, cool. Um, but the director of photography was Stella Park, who is known in the union as a gaffer. Right. Right. Oh, cool. So it was yeah. one of those experiences that she herself had even mentioned that she's like, I want camera stuff. I want to be involved in some camera stuff, right. but I've never had the opportunity right. to really do try, it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: So cool. that was fun. I really quite enjoyed it, um, nice. and and looking back on that experience, I'm like, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I saw a picture of you with, I think, a, a motorcycle oh, helmet on. Yeah. And a, was it a GoPro <laughs> or was it actually a DSLR?
2: Uh, yeah, it was a GH five. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and basically they had built this this crash cam, so right. to speak, because there's going to be a component of the film where it's POV. Right. Um, and what had happened was it was designed for the actress who was playing the young woman. Right. Um, but what the sequence was, was quite a hard fall. Mm. And what was happening was we just weren't getting the angles that we needed. And no, no fault on anyone. It was just, we didn't want to hurt her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) I just, I was like, I'll do it. So I threw the helmet on and, uh, fell a few times and got some really interesting shots. I think I'll have to see the final product, but um, it was just, it was one of those things where I look back on that and I just smile at that photo because it was one of the few opportunities where I'm like, you know what? We just, we did what it took to get it done. Yeah, Let's let's
0: creative problem solving, right? When you have an issue. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I was just like, but I felt really good about it because I was saying I stepped up to it and I just got it and we got it done by the end of the day. So
1: I'm always kind of interested in, um, in that crossover, when that sometimes happens in films, where, I mean, you were you were kind of an actor at that point, yeah, in some ways. A little and bit. Like, did you have to wear a costume at all? Or no, no, you? no, it okay. was. Uh, I can see that
2: we set it up in such a way where we still utilized the actress in the okay. shot. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of weird.
1: But, but yeah, and then you see there are movies where you know it's like there, there's cell phone footage included or. Um, What's that monster movie where where it's all found footage? Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh the like do the actors get a camera operator credit when they're the ones actually I don't, I, think, I don't so. think they do, no. but but they that's what they're doing and, and vice versa yeah. here. So
2: I think it's like one of those little trivia factoids that you've put on IMDb <laughs> right, that right. I feel like kind of I, goes.
0: I just saw a picture of um I think Ryan Gosling. Did you see? I don't know where what I was doing, but he had this like Alexa rig on his shoulder, oh, like on a set. And I was yeah. just like, oh, like if he wasn't hot enough, <laughs> that, that man is, can do anything. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, are you sure it wasn't just like, give me that camera? No, no, yeah. no, no. He wasn't even looking at the camera. He was like looking at. Like, oh, he, he was, was like, like she was oh. doing something. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, okay, yeah.
2: No, I think. I mean, shit.
3: I'm sorry, I just swore. I on just said the f word you said the f word. <laughs> you're allowed. You
2: broke the seal. <laughs> <laughs> um No, I worked on. This was, like, super random, but I worked on Brandon Rathbone's Marauder film. Oh, yeah.
0: Dope movie. Yeah, Very I cool was movie, the yeah.
2: motorcycle stunt rider in that. Oh, so your Amazing. bike was... Oh, it wasn't your no, bike, wasn't but my you were... No, right, right, right. um, But there was actually a scene where... Um, I'm acting in it. Like yeah. I'm like holding the gun and I'm walking nice, down the street nice. and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> but That's no good. one will know because I'm wearing the helmet. Well,
0: now everyone knows. <laughs> well, now
2: everyone knows. Yeah. But That's it, awesome. That's a great film. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it was such a random fact that I showed up that day. They're like, we need someone to just ride this bike around on this abandoned airfield. And I was like, yes. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah. Where was that?
2: Oh, geez. is probably an hour south okay it's just like a random private air strip nice somewhere i can't remember you'll have to
1: yeah sweet
2: but yeah that was a fun day hey
1: everybody uh just uh, interrupting this conversation with Kara to tell you a little bit about uh the calgary film center i know we've that. Talking about them a lot this episode, but it's important that we remind you that they are a world-class screen-based production facility, suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next uh, your next project with ease. And they have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, which is all complemented by their anchor tenant William F. White's, who is Canada's largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. And at the Calgary Film Center, they aim to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. And uh, the Calgary Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. And you should find out more and sign up for their newsletter at calgaryfilmcenter.com.
0: Awesome. So, so I want to I want to finish our story here. Uh, mm. When did the corporate thing end? Oh yeah, yeah. The How corporate thing happen?
2: end when our lovely Calgary oil and gas economy tanked. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I was basically contractor. I was an employee, and basically, a lot of downtown corporate companies just said, "Okay, we got to
3: cut everything. Cut
2: yeah. everything." So it was. Uh, our department that was the video department had four people at the time and now they're down to one. Okay. Um, so it was kind of one of those things where everything got let go and I was set to the wind. Right. Yeah. Um, and somehow you were I were there found for a while though, way. right? I was there for four years.
1: And, and still on contract, hey? Yeah. That's, I mean. That's a side I, combo I say, <laughs> that we'll have later. Yeah. <laughs> I say that being someone who hires contractors regularly, but for such a long period of consistent it, time, it yeah. feels like, well. Should have had some benefits to go with it.
2: Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that that was a little sketchy. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, now looking back on, I would have done things quite differently. Right. Yeah. Uh, would have advocated for myself a little bit, I think. Right, right, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Um, so the first time I met you... Yes. ...was on a commercial for Legacy. Indeed. You were oh. Phil Bowen's camera operator. Wow. Or uh, assistant. S- assistant, yeah. yeah. You were running a camera for some of it, for sure, right?
2: Oh, maybe. I'm not quite sure.
0: Anyway, I remember... Um, leaving that day and being like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> cause you, cause you're awesome. Like you've got a great, uh, um, just a great way about you on set, a, you know, a great attitude. And, and you were, you were, you were fantastic. And so how did you get tied in with Phil? And, and cause I yeah. feel like that kind of helped you kind of get into the freelancing thing a little bit.
2: The linchpin of my life in terms of independent filmmaking is Folk Fest. Right. Uh, yes. 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 So what had happened was, Actually quite freshly out of school, uh, they had uh, Phil, who was the coordinator at the time for the video part of uh, the Calgary Folk Music Festival, was looking for people to operate for for right. him. And so myself, uh, a good friend, Valerie Sue, and another uh, classmate friend who was uh, uh, Phil Jukes, we all applied. We all got the spots. So that's how I met Phil Bowen. And he's mm. been an absolutely amazing mentor to me since then. Like mm. even today, I work with him on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, he's great. Um, but it was it was uh, working with Phil on, and I mean, okay, I say a regular basis, but it was like during the first four years of my career, it was like once every six months. Right. Like that was the reality of like how often I got on a different type of set. It was right. not very often. Right. Um, and the corporate job held me together for the rest of it. Right. But yeah, it was. I was so nervous. That was the first time that it was like an independent shoot that I got paid for.
0: What? The legacy. The legacy. So like
2: working working with them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was like oh I can be on a set not as a volunteer. (laughs) Like
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: wait you can.
2: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Shocker.
1: But we're we're forgetting a little short film that never saw the light of day where we first crossed paths called Sad Happy Hour. That, that you was, were? I oh, was not on Zadab. Yeah, you were. I don't think so. Oh god, no! I'm, are you sure?
2: I'm pretty sure. Who was running that?
1: I'm, I'm looking back. at... Well, that was us, but that was like. Oh no, you
2: did not hire home. me for that.
0: Phil was the DP. We were shooting on Phil. Yeah, Phil Eterno.
2: Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I was not on that.
0: I'm gonna look back wait, wait, at my wait, crew list. Now I'm digging <laughs> into we my memory. We shot it. What was the old? It would have been like. What was the old bar? But by the Calgary, the Auburn, Cal- the, the Auburn. Auburn yeah. yeah. Oh
2: shit! No, yes. Yeah, I was there.
0: It was like. It was only one but day, you, right? You was, would have been volunteering. Though. It was a two-day show. I was volunteering. It was two days. I yeah. was
2: volunteering. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was the last... first
1: time, but we, we didn't really talk very oh, much because no. it was very you know, different worlds at the time. I was
2: shitting I my remember, pants I that remember, day. I don't, remember,
0: <laughs> I don't remember you being on that set at all. What were, what were you I doing? was
2: assisting. Yeah, yeah. Phil. Yes.
0: I knew it. Yes. Oh, no shit.
2: <laughs> I was the one changing that rules of film. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But then we that didn't work properly. Yeah,
2: and we found out there was a leak in the...
0: <laughs> Not your fault. Not my fault. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Feels like oh okay. yeah.
2: So the I th- oh shit. The SR3 I think. Is yes. Yes. Yeah, that's it right. was yeah, the yeah, SR3 yeah. and the one of the cartridges for the SR3 had a leak in it. Yep. Son yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so, why you don't shoot film. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, Phil, that's <laughs> <far enough. laughs>
2: Thank you, Matt, for refreshing my memory. Wow, but, I probably. Yeah.
1: <sighs> But I mean, in that, it, like, that was a short film for us. We were like super high stress on other stuff. We were glad you were there. We were glad to yeah. film that. Oh, totally. yeah, yeah, camera yeah, yeah. Taking care of But it can be surprising how little interaction you have, especially on two days yeah. where, where, you know, it's just get it done as quick as you can, get people fed, and get people home. So that's right. Yeah.
2: That is the first time I.
0: That's the first. So that's the first time we met. That's
2: the first time we met. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I
0: didn't I,
2: probably the first time we ever had a conversation was on yeah. the Legacy right. Show. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 But. No, sad happy hour. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: One day we'll get that film out into yeah. the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the thing.
0: Um so 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 you now you suddenly have no job. Yeah. And and oh shit.
2: That was absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Now yeah. What? right. Now what? Uh first off, you move out of the apartment that you currently have Right. because that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um I'm very lucky that I'm quite frugal. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I had I probably at the time had a three to four month window in which I was self-sustained. Okay. So it was kind of one That's of those. That's
1: so, so good. I so was, smart and so important. Yeah. So, so not something I've ever done, but I so highly recommend it. Yes. To, it to, was one of those you know. things. Having like a savings. Get like <laughs> yeah. three months of savings if you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: Um. So I had moved from mission. This was also post flood. So that was another oh, thing okay. that I had to. Experience, but yeah. And oh, then I, I see.
1: and you—that was in the your area. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um,
2: and then I moved uh, across downtown and started freaking out. I had that three-month period where I was like, "This isn't going to work." Yeah, authentically. Like, yeah. I, I actually started thinking, "Okay, how am I? Like, I need to go back to school. I need right. to oh, f- wow. find they out." Need to pivot completely. Completely, because yeah. the way that the standing was in in what I what I felt comfortable putting on a resume was there's no jobs. Mm-hmm. They let everyone go. And it's not just one oil and gas yeah. company. Yeah. It's everyone. Right, right.
1: right. Well, and yeah, I mean, your story is a great example of like, I mean, that created a vacancy in, in the place that you had and, and the trickle down effect of, mm-hmm. of that. And, you yeah, know, multiply that by
2: exactly maybe hundreds
1: of thousands of people who were affected in some way oh,
2: totally. or another. Yeah. But what I didn't realize at the time was I didn't see the opportunity that film and video had. Mm. And that's right. The chameleon that you can be in the world right. with film and film and video. So I was programmed in my mind. Okay. The only thing that I can do is, is corporate. Oil corporate and gas. Yeah. Right. That's the right, only right. thing anyone's ever going to hire me for. Right. And what I started to realize through yourselves, especially, and uh, people like Steve Chin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're like, "Oh no, I have work for you." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we need people who are competent operators to do corporate stuff, who totally. will also behave how we want them to behave around corporate clients, yeah. which is very different than indie set. Totally, totally. Right? Sure enough,
1: yeah, it's very true. Um, yeah. So
2: it's a skill that they and yourselves, I think, saw that I I could utilize. Definitely. Um, and slowly, very slowly, um, started developing a client base Cool. and the, the kind of the independent freelance lifestyle started to make a little bit of sense. Cool. But I say I wasn't comfortable till at least a year after I was, uh, like the contract downtown had terminated. Right. Right.
1: Well, yeah, that's, it's, it's a scary thing to have that sort of forced upon you because mm, that's, yeah. that's a scary moment to make the I'm going to freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you it's it's scary when you make it as a choice yourself, but I'm sure much scarier when it's not a choice. Yes. Um, but uh, so what do, like what 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 was that world like? Like, I, I'm sure that's a position that a lot of audience members are in oh, right yeah. now is thinking like, maybe I should make the leap. So so how do, how do you do that?
2: You don't have a life in the terms of, of like, in, in, yeah. in like I think everyone at this table especially understands sure, that and yeah. anyone in the independent world really understands that is you hustle mm-hmm. and you take every job that possibly comes your right, way. Right. Um, and I know for the first year I took gigs that I probably shouldn't have um, either from like pay perspective or the type of people that I was working sure, with and sure. Um, but it was one of those things where you push through, and like you said, resiliency, regardless of what type of project it is, is what's important. Right. Um, my my hardship, I think, for that first year, for sure, was it was actually just promoting myself in such a way where I was like, no, I am a competent camera operator right and i can edit as well and that isn't something that came lightly like it's not like i'm a fresh student who's just saying that i can do this like i have four years of experience now um but it, it was definitely one of those things where a lot of unfortunately a lot of people kind of um they go really are you sure what do you mean like um i've had a few Uh, it's mostly first initial meetings, like, especially at that time, they're like, but you're so young or
3: Uh, hmm.
2: like, are you really a technical person? And I don't want to make it a huge gendered thing, but it kind of was. that's how it feels to me. Yeah. 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 And it was one of those things where, um, like the one major thing that has always stuck with me over time was most of the time when I showed up on sets during that time. And also during the corporate time as well was I would be the help Right. Even though I would have been the team lead on it or something right, like that. Right. Or I've been the person who's organizing it right. or doing all the yeah. pre-production. and
0: I, I feel that way often with corporate stuff. If we show up to shoot something, it's it's rare that, that someone acknowledges that. Even the camera operator as anything other than the camera operator. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, like usually they'll come in and shake, you know, the hand of the director, and then mm-hmm. they'll just be like, "Hey, give you a wave." And then yeah, it's
2: like, exactly. Yeah. And
0: you're sitting there being like, "I am in control of this image <laughs> and the cut. Uh, you know, I am the one who's going to represent you." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. I would, I would imagine it's it's worse uh, if you're a woman. I would say it's probably. it's
2: more challenging. Yeah, um, for sure to to convince people that you know what you're doing, right. I think that was the easiest way to kind of interpret that time for sure. Right Um, Now and today, I just send out a whole techno blabble of things and then they're like, oh, these are fancy words and you know what you're doing. (laughs) Kodak, okay, okay. you're (laughs) Yeah, Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it it was frustrating for sure because I think a lot of the time, especially in the corporate world, it's more about the physicality of things. Like, oh, you're going to bring all this gear up 20 flights of stairs and you're going to set this up. what oh can i help you with that it, like but it's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah although to be yeah. fair
0: you're not you know you're not huge right <laughs> it's like i remember fuck. we we shot uh the calgary expo parade the first year that we shot it it was just oh, matt yeah. and i and it sucked and we, we cut it that night and we were like i don't i have been more tired than that but that was one of the first okay. times where i was like yeah. that tired yeah and then the next year we brought you on board mm-hmm. and you wanted to do the city cam yeah and i don't know how you did that like i you yeah. threw me I mean, in there yeah it was but like you took the city cab and then and you just rocked it um i loved it yeah i think yeah i think that's where you showed me you're you're, you're pretty tough you can yeah <laughs> strong <laughs> AF for <laughs> sure yeah and then afterwards you were you were good did you shoot the expo that weekend that, with us that weekend or have we started that program yet i don't think we'd started I don't think that i think we yet. had that year yeah
2: no 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 i think that was i did that same weekend? Yeah, i think so oh wow. yeah you sent me straight to the expo after that oh yeah. yeah so
0: and and what was great about you and still is is that um because you can shoot an edit, we, we can just give you a project, mm. right? And just say, okay, go like help us. We need help with this. Go do it now. And then right. you just will. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening and you need a shooter, <laughs> no, that's true. Like when we first started the recommendations uh, at, the, at the end of the podcast, I think the only time I've ever recommended a person was you. Mm. Um and i think you were actually sitting there when i said it. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, um, because we were you were working on the frameworks on the original Joe's commercial. Oh, us, yes. So. Oh, yes. And the, that was cool too.
1: Yeah, and it's just, and you, yeah, you you proved to us not not to make this an ad for your services but but you proved to us early on that it's like if we need somebody we can trust mm. and can totally give us a, a perfectly clean image and even edit if we need, it's no problem. It's no, yeah. it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I I, I I don't know how much you want to go into it, but but I I remember shooting with you on Stephen Ave.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and
1: I didn't, and it's not like it was like like you were assaulted or something, but I mean you you could you suppose you could argue that you were because it was it was just like totally weird for me because I just hadn't ever seen it mm. like in person like I you know my mom's a feminist I grew up you know you know with certain beliefs yeah um but it was it was shocking to me and i also felt really shitty that i did nothing and said nothing and it was just a guy who was who felt no problem touching you on the shoulder and kind of mm-hmm. like talking down to you and it was it was like i was like
0: what what happened? I don't know the story. It was just a weird
1: dude. On, yeah. We were shooting on Stephen Ave. It was it was for uh, the that lawyer client yeah. way back when, and uh, just getting some B roll and 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 you know the people of, of Stephen of, Avenue can of, be <laughs> yeah. colorful and he was characters. he was like he was wearing like a wolf shirt and uh, yeah. oh wolf shirt yeah, guy yeah I And he this. was like. He, felt like he, oh you don't he was like you don't know who I am? Like he yeah, thought yeah. he was like this Calgary celebrity of some sort. And uh just yeah, just using like down down speak to you yeah. and like felt okay just touching your shoulder and, and and it was like shocking to me. I just yeah, just just yeah. seeing that behavior in person is it was and with with me there. Like imagine what happens when men when other people aren't around, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. men, but anyone is not around. Yeah. So anyway.
2: Yeah, no, I, I remember that day quite clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, and it, my argument has always been is just like, I'm trying to do a job. Yeah, right. Right? Even though we're in public spaces and, but like, it's pretty obvious. I have a camera in my hand or it's a, a camera on a tripod yeah. and I'm the operator. Yeah. Which it's, draws
1: attention too. Which draws attention.
2: Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like anything else when you're talking about a professional position is just don't bother people when they're working. Yeah,
1: really, totally. Right. Yeah.
2: You're gonna have to bleep this out, this next part. <laughs> but it was like I was working on Cowtown and a guy ran by and did the whole oh, fucker in yeah, the yeah. pussy thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Right. And again though, no one on set really got it except for all the women just right. stared at each other right. when it happened and were like, We're uncomfortable now.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Does that still happen anymore? I've had it yelled a few times. Yeah. Like the most ridiculous one. I was working at a
1: not uh, that sexism is going away. No, I'm not, no, no, I'm not no. Saying that, but no, it's like that, that particular. Yeah.
2: yeah, I almost, I almost wanted to run up to a high school kid and beat him into like submission because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was yelling that at me when I was working at a sports complex and things like that. Ridiculous.
0: Well, it's the perfect storm. It's a woman and a camera. Yeah, I know. It's you know amazing. What a what a great opportunity. What an interesting scream that.
2: combination. How
0: often do you get the chance to scream at mm-hmm. at a woman with a camera? <laughs> uh, fuck.
2: But yeah, and I mean. Probably, probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been on set with something like that was I was working up in Edmonton and we were off in a kind of offshoot back, a small town east of Edmonton. And we were shooting at a hotel. Oh, I think it was Bicycle. No, I can't remember where it was. uh, No, it was further east of Stony Plain. Um,
1: I should know that area, but (laughs) I don't.
2: (laughs) But yeah, we were, I was just helping out on a friend's project. And we were shooting at a hotel and this truck kept circling the hotel. Oh. And then was these two guys, probably nothing better to do with their day. Yeah, right. And they just kept on driving around and around and they like speed up in their big truck and like ruin our takes oh, and nice. all these other things. And then eventually one of the guys just screams out. He's just like, yeah, go be a whore. And Because they thought we were going to go film something in these the oh, hotel rooms, I see, I see. right? So they're oh. thinking we were filming like pornography or right, something right, like right. that. And I,
1: which is another hilarious joke.
2: (laughs) We'll get to that.
0: (laughs) I'm still figuring it out. I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get it though. When I do? I'll laugh.
2: Um, but it was, it was one of those things where I think it was the third or fourth time they drove around. And I remember specifically, like I got pissed. I was upset. I could tell that our actresses were really uncomfortable. Right. And I think there's video evidence somewhere where, I just put the camera down to my side and I say, fuck off and like <laughs> scream at them right. and start walking towards them. And they drove off. Oh, and, really? yeah, nice. and it was just one of those things where I'm like, this wouldn't happen. Of course. Right. right. It was visually four women up on a second story part of a motel room. Right. 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 And that's right what happened. Right. right? And again, these instances, some people may be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Whatever. Or it's isolated. You, or it's you just, dealt yeah. with it or whatever. And I'm like, that's fine. But it's when it just accumulates. Yeah, the thing
0: is, I've never experienced a single one. Right. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah. We're shooting all the time yeah. out in, yeah. in public spaces and stuff. Yeah. So.
2: But I mean, you deal with it. Um, the best thing that I've done for myself as as a woman in the film industry is I've educated myself. Right. I've learned vocabulary to deal with some situations. Obviously, like fuck s- off. <laughs> like, fuck off <laughs> when it's appropriate. Um, but yeah, no, I mean,. Uh, and just knowing that I have at least some people who will listen to me and authentically believe me when I have these these scenarios mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. and they're like, right, what you know, we oh, sure. do our yeah. best to not let that happen, right, yep. right. right. Um, and but I guess the other thing again, resiliency is coming back up again is mm-hmm. I won't let that stop me totally. Right, That's great. I love my job, and I want to keep doing it. And if there's some awful people who poke up every now and then I'll deal with it.
0: Right. But it is a reminder, especially, you know, to someone like me who doesn't have that happen to them Mm. that when it does happen, I, I, I have to be present for that. Right. And I got to step up and and do something about it. And we all do. Whether that's someone behaving poorly onset or, Mm -hmm. or a bystander, um, you know, it's It's, up to all of us to create spaces that are safe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and comfortable for people to, work creatively and professionally and safely right
2: creating a culture in which everyone's kind of seen and respected i'm very much about that
0: but i mean it's it's just so much easier to just for ignore it and forget it Mm, mm -hmm. and especially if you don't experience it very often for me it's like the shock paralyzes me right where it's like what the fuck just happened and and then by then "Ah, it's too late to do anything about it. absolutely did you really just say that and by then he's a block away yeah
2: yeah but I mean that reaction is not unnatural. That's a very natural no, of reaction. of course, yeah, to that, but right? yeah,
0: but just to to have that next reaction be do something, right? Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of just like, wow, that was weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that's like not that not that I want to e- encourage like like getting into fights or something like no, that. But yeah. that's what I like about the make it awkward movement. That's what sure. I like about um, Natasha Tony. Yeah, was, and what she's doing. Like, just sure. just having strategies to not let stuff like that
0: slide anymore. Yeah. Like we can't it's, mm-hmm. anyway, we need like a code word, like not cool <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can teach us some word. Fuck off. Yeah. You know, right. that, yeah. that was a
2: real direct <laughs> expression of my feelings at right. that time. Yeah.
0: No F you write the yeah. P <laughs> yeah. you D basically. Yeah. Uh, so
1: what's going on now? What are you working on these days?
2: What am I working on these days? Um, I am entering the last installment of the documentary, that I will oh, be help shooting cool with uh, Nadine Mardell Morgan. Oh cool. um, and some some other wonderful people. Yeah. Um it is a documentary about kind of the online presence but also kind of the life of female dominatrixes. Yes, we've heard um, it sounds very interesting. Yeah very the interesting. stories <laughs> the stories are incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, no it's it's definitely been an opportunity that was presented to me that has authentically changed the course of my career oh, interesting um the potential oh. for this documentary right. is it's huge yeah um and but you shot it and i shot it yeah. i i it is one of the official like feature length credits wow. i will have amazing so it is quite a big deal for me
1: and you and Nadine have worked together a lot so far.
2: Um, since the the documentary has started, we've we've worked on a few projects together, right. like you had mentioned earlier, Parent Council, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was the first narrative director photography credit I've ever had. Very cool, um, which was fantastic. Um, experience, even though I felt like imposter syndrome.
0: I know you did. Yeah. yeah
2: I you did. Um, no, I mean, you kept
0: apologizing when I was like cutting you like, I'm so sorry. I, I know like, it looks
2: like, what are you talking
0: about? It's yeah. great. Stop it. it does look really good.
2: Yeah. So yeah. No, and I had a really hard time at that, uh, those few months there uh, just because I'd never had that experience before. Right? right. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges I have right now is just having the opportunities and then going into it and being like, I really hope I don't mess this up, mm-hmm, but I need mm-hmm. to do it anyway. Do yeah. you think
1: maybe this is ignorant of me? But do you think that, and I, and I, by no means am I suggesting it should it should stop. But mm. we have this wonderful, awesome movement of like, let's get women into leadership positions on sets, mm-hmm. directing, producing, DOP. Um, the 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 challenges that were we we they they the females don't get the normal sort of experience growth that that should sometimes go along with getting right. into those position positions. My opinion has always been that we have to, we have to get through this growth period. If we're like, we have to fix this, we mm-hmm. have to fix the, the, the lack of, um, balance. Um, so I think, I think may- maybe you're part of that, yeah. that like growing pain moment where it's like, I've just got to do it even yeah. though I didn't see this opportunity coming necessarily.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is that fair to say? Uh, t- no, tell me if I'm being, yeah, no, it's,
2: it's been one of the i think the largest hurdles in my career development right um just because the opportunities that do come up that are perhaps more in the like creative side of camera work right is very rare for me right um i don't get the opportunities uh with with confidence i guess that's the other thing like sure. no one phones me up really and says hey i need you to dp this here's the days here's the time here's the rate right i don't get that necessarily right, right. Um, it's kind of an off but you do bit. have the
1: experience to have the confidence i, I if, if i can yeah in my opinion
2: i mean i it's definitely there's two elements to it one is my own self-doubt sure. for sure 100 right. yeah. and then it's just ingrained in me and i fight that every time i operate right. actually um but the other component of it is is then proceeding to to show people that i can do it right. and if i don't have a reel to show people that i can do some of this stuff then why should they believe me that i can do it right right so yeah, it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a balancing act. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough.
0: Um, you, you, yeah, you're, you're putting you're putting a catch twenty two on yourself. I think. right, yeah. where It's like, and everyone does. This is the same with us. It's like, oh, you've mm-hmm. never made a feature before. You're never gonna make a feature.
2: Right. But how? Well, yeah. How am yeah. I supposed to get there, get there if you don't do it? Like, and we
0: okay. don't like Full Swing doesn't have a demo reel that mm-hmm. is at all for starters. Mm-hmm. We should maybe, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> anyway.
2: I think everyone's like, I should yeah, have. I should really reel. have a demo <laughs> reel. I mean, we've got we've got
0: a body of work that we can point people to. Exactly. Yes. But yeah, I mean, our stuff doesn't. I'm so jealous of most other film production companies and <laughs> yeah. their demo reels because they look amazing. It um, is, yeah. It's a it's a great excuse to just yeah. show off and like for sure cherry mm-hmm. pick all the yeah. fancy stuff you've ever mm-hmm. done. Yeah. But yeah, it's different as a as a DP when that is really what you have to lean on, right? Exactly. Um,
2: I mean, and then the frustration, like you you were mentioning earlier, is just like how I kept apologizing while you were editing this yeah. thing. Is yeah. part of me is there going? please don't see this is the only thing I can do. Like right. I will grow and I will be better and I will develop. <laughs> it, was, it was good though. It That's good. Yeah, you're it you're was far too hard to yeah. on
0: yourself about it. Yeah. Totally. Um,
2: but I mean, that's Im- ingrained in me. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and I, I don't know if it's a gendered thing or if it's just myself. Sure. It's just, I feel like I constantly have to prove that I yeah. know something. Right, right.
0: I kind of, I if I'm being honest, I feel usually the same way whenever we deliver sure. a project. Yeah. I'm like, we could have done better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I wish we had. Mm.
2: Um, <laughs> but I think that's essential because then how are you going to make yourself better in the future? Growth. Right? Yeah. yeah. Not to say that
0: I have ever made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm implying here. At all.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I look back on my development over eight years now and myself today, looking back at even a year ago, I know that I've grown,
0: grown right. Um, there, there's yeah. also being able to kind of, th- you know, throw your heart and soul into the work that you're doing, but then be able to separate that from your identity mm-hmm. afterward. The fact be like, I, this is the best I could have done at the time. Mm-hmm. I have since grown and this doesn't, this work doesn't right. define me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's probably tough when, when you don't get those opportunities very often.
2: Exactly. It's like, this
0: is my shot. Right. And it's like, oh, the, the, the natural limitations that come with, with filmmaking in general, make you feel like you can't stretch your legs probably as much as you would want. And so, it, yeah, you feel like that reflects mm-hmm. on how you do your work and the kind of the quality of work that you do.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, from my perspective, The majority that I've learned in terms of especially like dramatic lighting has been 100% me just being on different sets and looking and watching. Right. I've never, I mean, with the exception of Phil Bowen, who's helped me with quite a few things in terms of camera just over the years, um, I've never had a other mentor in Mm. terms of camera work. Right. Really, not Really. Um, and so when I say like, OK, I'm going to use this technique on something in the future or whatever it is, it's literally me just being there on set while I'm doing my assisting right. job or other job. And I'm like, OK, I saw that. I understand the application for it. How can I utilize that yeah. in the future? Right. And so on the other side of it, too, then I approach some of these other jobs where I, maybe I am the director of photography And I say, okay, I know the theory behind using this, but I've never practically (laughs) done it before. So I always try to encourage collaboration in terms of like, authentically, if someone knows better, tell me, right? Right. Right. I don't want to approach this like I know everything because I don't. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and as long as uh, yeah, and that's how we go into the the whole feature film world too. Is like we we don't know what we're doing. We're you know we're not more you know there's I think there's a lot of expectation that you just have to know how, how all the agreements work
2: and right
1: and it's like sorry but this is you know my first time producing a feature film I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning uh, so oh I've produced one before <laughs> yeah there yeah, we go and
0: I didn't make any mistakes no mistakes either. it's no, crazy impressive
1: no, no mistakes on directing this movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was what that was that was what I learned with contingency. Yeah. Oh. Was every yes. time every time I fucked up when we made in plain view, it cost me a thousand dollars. I don't know why it worked out that way, but <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh, it I was... didn't think about this, and then the the, the fallout basically amounted to a thousand dollars. Right. Right. And I had I think like eight thousand in contingency it was not a lot. So I was yeah. like, okay, I can make eight mistakes, and right. then we're bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wasn't it? Was the one the porta potties? <sighs>
0: the porta potties. Yeah.
2: That was oh. like the one weird one. I was like,
0: what? Yeah, we needed. We just happened to be, you know, in the Shamrock, which had no running water, yeah, even though yeah. it was downtown yeah, gallery right. We were yeah. out. We were out. uh uh, at the church in Morley, no running water. It, we we had porta potties everywhere, and I just didn't see that coming at yeah. all. Hmm.
2: Two buildings which don't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, I, know. I know, isn't of that weird? The <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're disappearing. It's interesting. Um, so two two documentaries with
2: Nadine. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. So there's uh the one around the dominatrix. And then the other one is we are trying to get funded currently uh, a documentary about a punk music festival that operates in Calgary every year. Oh, cool. It's called FemWave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're trying to make a story happen about this very, very unique festival. Yeah. Um, the research that we've done into it, there's only a handful of them like it in the world. Oh, cool. Um, but it's it's a platform to specifically give women and uh, – female identified people a space in the punk rock scene cool and to like give them a platform to show off what they can do and i thought it was really interesting um we've only gotten some some b-roll from it basically so far but we want to interview like some of the acts and like hear their stories of like why do why do they do this right, right? Yeah. cuz you know the little punk band from Saskatoon who's who's trying to make their way through that world how are you doing that right Right. So I find that very interesting as cool. well. But yeah, that's awesome. kind of the big ones. Yeah.
1: So where can people find out more about you? Learn more about, you know, like know. you're still <laughs> vlogging. What's the,
2: yeah, you're vlogging. super active on I'm social su- media. <laughs> yeah. Super active. Um, yeah. No, I honestly, you talking about demo reels, I got to get myself a website. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the one thing I got to uh, get doing. But yeah, uh, Artie adventures on YouTube. is cool. kind of where I put all the action adventure stuff in my life that I put up. Um, I have a pretty active Instagram. I like photography as like a hobby. Awesome. So it's just like my name underscore in between the middle of it. So Kara underscore Artem. Got it. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's kind of the Vimeo is where I kind of put, um, maybe some more like professional things sure, or just fun things that I think are put a little more effort into. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my world. Awesome. I'm the snake in the, in the in grass. The grass. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's start. Let's start with just a little marketing. Maybe don't pitch yourself as the snake in the grass. Just like branding 101. My recommendation, you know, I might be wrong. We can reposition that maybe a little
2: bit. No, of course. <laughs> like I said, not like. How about I'm the bongoose? Oh the mongoose I don't know it's not as cool actually yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: snake can be cool there's a negative connotation but you can, you can spin yeah, that yeah. into something yeah. cool maybe yeah. not in the grass that's no, the no, thing no. It's right, like, right.
2: I mean it's one of those things where I am trying to now get in that stage of my career where I'm like oh maybe I should right. like right. like I said get a website make it professional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do all those things
0: well I've naturally you've heard of fake it till you make it yeah, we're still faking it. Okay. Yeah. Imposter syndrome motto. Yeah. yeah oh, yes. You have to. You have <laughs> yeah. to.
2: But you're making it.
0: No, we're faking it. Trust. No, no, me no.
2: no but oh, you're oh, making oh, no, it. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, that's just it, right? Um,
0: yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing.
2: No, no. The definition of make it is different, right? Create You well, are making things, right? You are making, making this podcast right now. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And that's the important thing. But sorry. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Yeah. No, but it's <laughs> true though, right? Like if, if I recently talked to a, a young woman who graduated from the, the university film course and she's done a few union uh, jobs just as like a locations PM and stuff, all that. Um, but she, she, her, one of her main questions was, is just like, what do I do now? Yeah. How, how do I make this work? Yeah. And I said, make something. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is or what it looks like. If it's awful, so be it. Right. But make something. For sure.
0: sure. Well, and that's, I mean, your story is the same, right? When you went to Japan and suddenly you were making something. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you don't need, it doesn't need to be a movie. It doesn't need to be a blockbuster. It doesn't need to be anything. Just Mm -hmm. as long as you're making it and finishing it. It's great advice for sure. Yeah. And you've got an iPhone, so you can do it. There's no excuse.
2: (laughs) Android. Or
0: an Android phone. Oh my God. Yes, you're right. There's got to be some sort of phonism thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And phone scripting anyway
2: <laughs> no it's not as cool okay. but
0: <laughs> well,
1: anyway. well thank you so much for being here thank of you,
2: course appreciate it no thank you
0: yay all right kara was well, such a it was such a um an authentic conversation mm-hmm. very much so yeah. yeah and uh and she's done a lot like you go over that whole conversation it's like holy shit
1: man, yeah yeah she's got a pretty big resume
0: yeah absolutely um but yeah, that was nice. It felt a little, uh, felt a little more personal than we usually get, which mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is important sometimes. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Kara, for uh, giving us that time and uh, that conversation. For sure. Uh, okay, well, let's get into the news you can use. Brought to you every week by Bleeding Art Industries. Um, this week, uh, which is, is a message from them as always, might seem like common sense, but sometimes sense is not that common. Their hot tip this week is get out and see lots of films. Okay. Not just theatrical releases, but short films, web series, documentaries, and other productions that are outside your chosen genre. That's a good point. Many of us become film buffs because we've spent a lifetime watching films, but sometimes we fail to venture outside our comfort zone. It's important we do that so we can figure out what works and what doesn't, what resonates, and what plants the seeds for a future film we might shoot what are people talking about and seeing in other parts of the world? There's so much we can learn by experiencing something new and watching different films is a great place to start. There are a lot of film festivals in Alberta, all fantastic opportunities to get out and do just that.
1: Yes, and good, of course, good timing with some festivals coming up. Certainly. Right away, yeah.
0: yeah, they're smart about the timing of these. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, there's you know, nothing really to add or yeah. argue with. Well That's set. a rock, rock solid point. Thanks, Bleeding Art. Uh, okay, some upcoming deadlines. The ATB Film Spoof Contest returns. Uh, ATB is getting set. For this year's Calgary International Film Festival with the return of the film spoof competition, uh, the Alberta filmmaker who wows A to be the most with a recreation of a famous movie scene will win $2,000 and a VIP Calgary Film Festival experience. They've even amped up the competition for 2018 this year. All of the shortlisted submissions, up to five of them, will have their creations screened at Calgary Film Festival screenings throughout the week. Uh, and, of course, on uh, top of the winning prize, uh, four finalists will each receive 500 bucks. It's open to filmmakers of all skill levels. All you need to do uh, is take your smartphone or whatever you want and a little creativity and re- recreate a scene. Uh, deadline for entries is 12 p.m. noon Mountain Standard Time on September 3rd. So you've got a couple of days uh, to shoot that and get it out. For full details, check out the link in the show notes. I didn't
1: know about that. That's super fun. <laughs> Nor did I. That's very cool. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Uh, And, and like, again, ATB, just, like, super cool that they're getting into our world in such a great way. Yeah. Um, We had a uh, Herland episode of the podcast a long time ago now. It must have been in season one. Yeah. With Sandy Sandy and Jillian. And Jillian, Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was season one. You're right. It must have been. Because it was at your old place.
1: Yeah. So uh, you should go back and check that out if you're at all interested in the Herland video production workshop for women because it's coming back. Uh, and in a pretty big way, um, uh, tell a story hive supporting, uh, the program this time around as well as the CSIF and, and they're giving six female identifying filmmakers the opportunity to pursue their creative vision and tell a story with a short film. Uh, and over several months, you know, we talk about, uh, Fava has their main course and their, um, make a film kind of program workshop where you go through the whole journey of, you know, let's learn about sound. Let's learn about editing. Let's learn about writing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you make the film. It's it's the same idea, specifically for female identifying filmmakers. Uh, and so, in the end, you're going to create uh, and complete a three to five minute film that's going to be screened in April of 2019 to a public audience. Uh, now, uh, eligible uh, people, uh, folks who are able to apply, uh, they must have a maximum of three films produced and a solid understanding of the filmmaking process. So, this is for. You know, new and emerging filmmakers.
0: Three short films? Uh, or, or yeah, it just
1: as yeah. films here, but I would imagine, yeah. yeah.
0: Not three features. Features, yeah. <laughs> it might be a different story.
1: Uh, applications are open to all female identified uh, over the age of 19. Preference will be given to filmmakers of diverse backgrounds. Um, and participants are required to attend all the workshops, which will be held at the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, unless otherwise advised. Uh, you must also live in Calgary or the surrounding area. Although I've heard that, you know, the exceptions, exceptions may be made. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, they're going to want to see two samples of work that demonstrates your creativity, uh, first draft of a script for a three to five minute video, and uh, a number of other things uh, that you can find out all about uh, by going to the csif.org. So uh, applications are due by 5 p.m. on September 15th uh, to Sandy Summers at Herland Workshop at shot.CA And uh, you can drop them off uh, as well or mail them to the CSIF. Uh, they must arrive in the office by 4 p.m. Uh, on September 15th.
0: Drop them off. Yeah. Drop them off and say hi to Kizzy.
1: Get a little yeah. FaceTime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be bigger and better than I think it's ever been. Uh, so, uh, definitely something to check
0: out. For sure. Uh, speaking of applications, uh, big deadline coming up September 14th at 4.30 p.m. Central Time, which is uh, 1 30. Central? I don't know. Central. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. One. Oh my like, god Is this NSI? Yeah, I think it's Yes. They're in Oh my God. Uh what time is it in Central Time? DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it is currently 410 310. Okay, so it is an hour. All right. Okay. 3 <laughs> 30 p.m. mountain time. Um NSI features first. Huge program, big deal, career launcher. Absolutely amazing. Um you know, speaking from two people who, who don't really have great careers. No, I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, big deal for us. And uh, if you were listening to Shelly Quaid's episode, which was two or three weeks ago, um, you would have found out all about it. And if you didn't, then I would recommend going back and having a listen to that because there's a lot of great insight into what the, what the NSI is and what this program is specifically. Uh, and the deadline is coming up, as I mentioned, September 14th. So if you've been procrastinating, and I know you have, uh, now is the time to start putting that application together. Um, if you don't have a feature written yet, Oh, God. God be with you. But, um, you know, maybe try next year or uh, take one of those writer weekends and just punch out a draft in yeah, 48 hey, hours. Yeah, you can, right. do you, you know, can do it.
1: You can do it. Yeah. I mean, keeping in mind, it is for people who are there to learn. It's not, yes. you're not expected to yes. have a perfect script.
0: For sure. Um, it is not necessary to have a director attached to the project. This is for a producer right. writer team. Right long
1: um, ago it was three member teams where it used to be theory. yeah when yeah. when uh,
0: Robert Cuffley Jason Long yeah. and Carolyn McMaster went through
1: was it all three? Oh yeah it yeah, was the yeah. three of them
0: yeah. oh cool um, was it Carolyn that makes sense yeah, oh,
1: I don't know if I don't know for sure it was Carolyn but I, they must have had a producer yeah
0: yeah anyway um, teams meet with top level experts throughout the program and receive $7,500 towards the final development and packaging of their feature film project and if you're thinking about going for uh, development money from the Alberta Media Fund you will notice in the first and final draft phases, you need to have third party investment uh, yes. to get that money, and NSI can be one of you them. You know what? This is actually a really good th- throwback. <laughs> this
1: episode's getting long, but uh, if I if I can detour us a little bit, do you remember when we were we were at the tail end of this this program? Yes, we were at TIFF. Yes, the I remember first that. time ever. God, I've never been so tired in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, amazing experience. We got to party with uh, Tatiana Maslany, um, and. During our, I don't even know if we knew. Did we know that um, uh, the Alberta Film Commissioner was going to be there? Did we know that in advance?
0: No, I don't think so. Or did I we think just I, see them kind of? No, hang I,
1: up? I think we, we saw them at the Whites' party. Yes, yeah. We decided and then, then I thought we. I think we went and got a drink, yeah. and and it was a great meeting with them. And I don't know if you did. You know beforehand because I didn't kind of put together that. Oh my God, we can. Of course, we can apply for more development funding through. I didn't think about it. no. No, this was, so this was news to me and, and, and it was just like such a no
0: brainer. Yeah. Um, we're just dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so I don't know. But if, so uh, are other people. Other people course, are dumb yeah, too. And course, if you're listening and you're dumb, this is a great, uh, a great way to turn $7,500 from NSI into more money totally, from the Alberta government. Totally. Yeah. It's, and, uh, you and can, but to my point
1: from, from the, the beginning of the episode, it's just like building the relationships is so important. Right. We never would have yes, thought of that or come absolutely. to that conclusion if we hadn't yeah. been out there, getting out there, getting meetings, doing, you know, just building relationships. Yeah. So For sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, so it's a 10-month training course. Anyway, yeah, September 14th, get on it, Um, uh, nsi-canada.ca for more information on that.
1: Uh, The ACTRA member-initiated project grant is uh, still open for submissions up until October 1st. If you're a member of ACTRA, this is an opportunity for you to score a cool $1,000 for your short film, presumably, or uh, sort of dramatic project that involves... um, Performers, I suppose you could do like a docudrama where you're like reenacting scenes or something from real life stuff, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, eight grants they're giving out of $1,000. Um, this is only available to people who are ACTRA members and are intending to uh, create a project. Through the member initiated program agreement, and you may not have heard of that if you're not an actor member, but you know, there are a lot of different uh, actor agreements you can use to uh, execute on a, a film project feature, a short film in particular. The resume agreement is a great one, yes, that one's designed sort of for short, smaller, cheaper shoots. Um, uh, and that's you know, that's great for for producers and, and non actor members. But if you're an actor member, you have access to this great other agreement called the member initiated project, which is all about getting the uh you know getting the uh your own film made so and and now they want to give you another thousand dollars uh on top of your budget um to help you make that so uh it is uh something you can apply for on actoralberta.com you can check out the link in the show notes to find the uh, specific uh, part of the page and again the the deadline is october 1st and you have to complete your project by february of 2019 because they want to screen it uh, right
0: of course so that is that Thanks, Actra, for putting that money. That out is there. cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so upcoming events: uh, CSAF has clubs now that are actually really taking off. Um, really exciting. So there's an actors' club now that happens every second th- or the second Thursday of every month. Uh, their first meeting will be on September 13th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the CSIF. Uh, of course, the Madame's in Motion meeting, the first Thursday of every month. The next one is September 6th, and the VFX club, first Monday of every month, happening on September 3rd um go go to these meet some people hang out totally. uh so the vfx club is happening at joyce on fourth it's a drop-in and manam in motion is happening csaf uh 6 30 8 30 on september sixth. that is of course as well a drop in uh another event big one coming up in calgary
1: oh yeah it's called the calgary international film festival and it's happening from september 19th to 30th uh we are uh gonna miss that Um, yeah
0: unfortunately yeah that's when we make in this movie Uh,
1: but uh yeah i mean it's looking really cool from what i've seen there's lots of great films of course um you know they do their trailer watching party uh where you watch all the trailers from all the films and um man they're up to some fun stuff as they always are every year so uh very cool to see them um uh back at it again and they have
0: they have uh like um panels and stuff for filmmakers as well so keep an eye on that program definitely Um, yeah yeah that's a really good point there's a lot there's a lot you can learn about filming absolutely absolutely uh the got a minute film festival uh is happening from september 24th to 30th where you can watch one minute silent short films from around the world on an lrt platform screen near you um, also at the lobby on the lobby screen at the Metro Cinema. It's like Edmonton Public Library branches at Galerie Cité, uh, at La Cité Francophone. And, uh, of course, the God of Minute website. This is something that we talked about maybe half a year ago or so, about submitting to this, and now the festival is happening. Um, they're expanding into Calgary in celebration of their fifth anniversary, and you'll be able yes. to catch the festival on screens at C-Train platforms um, and at the Calgary National Airport.
1: Yeah, and did they add something else? I feel like they added like... Uh I thought I saw somewhere else that they were adding, um, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed, but in Calgary, it seems like every bus stop is getting like a huge makeover. No, um, I have not noticed this. You haven't noticed? No, oh, no, man. No. It, like, I only noticed because PCL is doing all of it. And so they have fencing around these like cool, oh, funky oh. new kind of like slanted roofs. Right. Bus yeah. stops. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And some of them have like a digital screen uh, like you would see at the C train stations that kind of say, hey, here's, here's on the next bus is coming and stuff like that. So I assume the films might make it on those ones as
0: well. That's cool. Um, if you see one, snap a photo yeah. and tag you know, us in tag it. us and yeah. tag at uh, Got to Min Film. Ooh, nice. They're on Twitter. So uh, look at us getting social. Social. <laughs> uh, very cool. Of course, Edmonton is is having their international film festival as well, yes. which is happening September twenty seventh to October sixth. Uh, we will miss that too. We will also miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's perfect. I was like, so, that'll no, no, no. Not really. no. Um, yeah, Edmonton Film Festival equally is awesome.
1: Yes, EdmontonFilmFest.com
0: Okay, workshops.
1: Yes, uh, I mentioned this the last week, maybe the last couple of weeks, uh, but a guest of the show, Natasha Tony, uh, is running her respectful workplace training for film workers, uh, and it's happening through ACTRA this time around, uh, open to IATSE, DGC, and ACTRA members, and you can RSVP for the event happening Sunday, September 9th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Calgary. Uh, they don't have a location here, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up at actra just because they have a, a good space but they so does i do have a so good space they both so have good we'll space. see uh but you can rsvb to rsvp to ab events at actra.ca just let them know that you are RSVPing for the natasha tony respectful workplace training for film workers workshop yes yeah
0: um cool uh media lab yyc uh kyle marshall uh definitely recommend checking out his episode because he's doing something really cool with media lab yyc just in general, I mean. But in particular today, we're talking about his workshop called How to Make Great Video. Uh, and this class will focus on best practices for the platforms you're interested in posting to, um, focus most mainly on social media. It will also answer questions like, do I need to have high production values? Should I be doing live streaming? Do I need to be on every platform? And much more. Um it will also offer practical advice on how to make your video look the best it can, apps and programs that you can use to help speed up the process, and how to make sure you're not spending all your time creating videos. That's happening on Wednesday, September 12th from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And the cost? thirty four ninety nine. dollars Wow. $34.99. That's nice. That's it's a great price. Uh, Media Lab is conveniently located right downtown. I uh, encourage you to check it out. Um, you can find Media Lab YYC on Twitter and Facebook uh, for more information.
1: Cool. Uh, did you skip the intermediate screenwriting with Fava on purpose? Am I missing? Yeah, I did not. Okay. Uh, nope, not on purpose. That was okay, an accident. Cool. Well, let me talk about intermediate screenwriting at Fava, uh, which starts on September 11th for 10 weeks, uh, Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m., and uh, cost of $475. Uh, you know, So that's a 10-week course. Um, pretty good uh, price considering um uh, they don't have a, an instructor listed just yet, it looks like. Um, but the idea here is to take your storytelling to the next level with this workshop-style class to, uh, intended for writers with some experience in fami- and familiarity with uh, dramatic screenwriting and screenplay format. Um, so it's not the crash course, getting started, formatting, that kind of thing. This is for folks who have maybe written some, some scripts already. Um, and admission to the workshop will be determined by the instructor in consultation with Fava uh, based on a submission of a sample of your writing. So uh, I'm not sure how many spots there are. It doesn't look like I have that information here, but you can check out Faba.ca for more information.
0: Uh, Faba is also hosting their Video Kitchen, which is their introductory filmmaking course. Uh, it's also a prerequisite to take their main course uh, course. And this one is, uh, you know, teaches you everything, all from the whole buffet of uh, filmmaking craft, from screenwriting, budgeting, scheduling, casting, camera techniques, shot lists, storyboarding, lighting, sound. And editing, Um, it comes with all the gear. Uh, It's a fantastic program and a great way to get uh, yourself buried into the filmmaking process. This is happening starting on September 15th. It happens on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it goes for 12 weeks. Uh, The cost for that is $845. Plus GST, you can check out faba.ca for more information.
1: All right, so uh, also happening uh, at William F. Whites in Calgary uh, is the LX1 Introductory Workshop to Working in Film in the Lighting Department course will start at 8 a.m. and focus on uh, equipment identification, job expectations, and hands-on practice with the gear. Permit applications must be submitted to IATSE, the local 212, before registering for this course. Um, it is open to members, but I think it's kind of focused on permits. Um, so the price is actually lower for members at $25, assuming it's maybe a refresher for those people. But if it's kind of an introductory price uh, for permits, it's $45. Uh, happening on the fifteenth of September at eight AM again at William F. Whites, and you can check out the link in the show notes for more information on that.
0: If you want to learn how to act more good, or if you want to learn how to direct more good, mm. better take better go and take the upstart program. Better go. This is the Ampia program. Training helps to learn directors and actors. Work together make little tiny movie scenes yep. screen them next week show them super edit fun them. watch them you don't edit we'll, them but you watch learn them, them. learn from once them once they've
1: been edited you watch them later
0: Tur- yeah so uh, auditions and and director interviews going to happen monday september 17th <laughs> what is <epic> happening <laughs> At <right> SAIT. <laughs> not going to help you learn to speak better but <laughs> deadline for returning Are members you doing to like apply like a Fargo accent? i i'm not like- uh, so 12 actors four directors working together just practicing the muscle uh, Appia.org/workshops/workshops/slash/upstart. <laughs> I got water. I was. I was having. Make it good. Make itself. Learning is good. <laughs> What's shooting? Wesby. Good words. Thanks. Uh... I know all the best words.
1: <laughs> all right. So Lost in Space season two, if you haven't heard, is uh, is coming to town. Fantastic news. Which Is very cool. Uh, I don't. Do you watch our show? Have you Have you seen the first one? No. So so the, in the first season they're sort of on like it starts like they're on like it, it's it feels like it's maybe like an ice terrain Ooh. sort of planet but then we discover there's much more terrain much like earth like uh, a regular
0: planet you mean it's not planet. like desert yeah. planet jungle yeah, exactly. planet
1: ice planet totally so uh, so i was wondering like oh man i wonder if they go to a different planet where it's like desert if they're shooting in drum heller yeah um but no, it's probably
0: the same planet. Because You mean can just... a planet can have multiple climates? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. That's... Not in Star Trek. like Star or, Trek... or Star Wars. Yeah, same <laughs> yeah, way. It's just one. Yeah. It's the ice planet. <laughs> it, or it's Coruscant. It's the city, it's planet. The city planet. Yeah, it's right. like,
1: great. So uh, as much as it would be nice to be like, oh, Alberta plays the, this planet. No, it's probably just one particular landscape. Uh, like it might probably be in the rest of the universe. Um, okay, so uh, Lost in Space is here uh, soon. Black Summer is shooting right now. Uh, Heartland Season 12 is going jones in feature film starts september 17th and i guess uh we've uncovered the confusion between togo and tenfold they same same uh they are the same uh, we, we've kind of known that but of course uh quite often a film will i remember when interstellar was shooting here uh the code name for that film was flora's letter oh
0: and so like like blue ruin which was star wars blue harvest
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Blue Harvest, Blue
0: is a great movie, not Star Wars. Blue Harvest was oh, like the code <laughs> name for <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which then Family Guy did, yeah. They, co- yeah. yeah they used it, right? Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so yes, it's called Togo, but it's codenamed Tenfold. Um, so uh, Togo is the name of this dog that is right. the, the star of the, sh- the of the of the story, I believe. And of course, we've got Jan happening. Uh, Jan starting up uh, looks like September tenth until October fourth. Uh, TV series. Uh, and then we also have, uh, coming up right after our film, Jones and uh, is Spiral, uh, another film from the Umbrella Collective Films, guys. Uh, Kurt and Chris, also friends of the show, been on the, ep- uh, been on the show, check out their episode if you can, Kurt, Kurt Harder and Chris Ball. Uh, and so um, I actually know the start date on that is uh, the 8th of October. That's exactly um, I'm updating this. Uh, I hope that's okay to share. Uh, <laughs> but I you know I think like us they're probably looking for some crew, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to reach out. For sure. Um because it's a busy time. Uh, and
0: of course Property Brothers is here. Oh, yeah, shooting. I forgot about Property Brothers. That's right. Um, yes. And then there's a a, a series called uh, paper Champions. Of course, yes. Yeah, paper yeah. Champions. Uh, coming cool. shortly after Jones and as well. It's busy times. It's it busy. is. It is. Uh, job calls. If you're looking for work, um, you can find a work with the University of Calgary's uh, University Relations. So they're looking for a digital video, video storyteller, strategic communications, University Relations. Um, yeah, it's like a digital video Tara storytelling. quick
1: glance, it looks pretty cool.
0: It, it does actually cool look job. pretty cool. It, it's something that I would be interested in um, if I wasn't doing this. The application deadline is September fourteenth, uh, and you can find out more details. There's a lot to, to learn, uh, but it's careers. Oh man, I've just maybe Google it: digital video storyteller, <laughs> University of Calgary, careers at slash many, 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 many things. So, uh, or find the link to the show notes, and um, that's all. What are your recommendations this week, Matthew?
1: I am going to recommend a podcast. We don't often get to recommend podcasts, Uh, but this one is by uh, local creator, Kyle Marshall, uh, and kind of hosted on his, his world at Media Lab YYC, which we've talked about before, of course. Uh, and it features Scott Westby and Matt Waterworth. Oh, that's our episode. Yeah, yeah. I
0: spoke better in that one.
1: <laughs> uh, and so uh, this came out two weeks ago or so, yeah, maybe like that. um And we haven't promoted it very much at all. So I thought I would uh, list it as my recommendation just to self-promote a little bit. And uh, well, and he, he, you know, he's
0: launching his own podcast. Of course, it's, it's absolutely. Worth listening yeah, to we're for
1: sure. we're I think the third episode mm-hmm. in so far, and there's there's even more after us so far. So uh, it's called Creative Block, and. Uh, I don't think he's got a specific like sort of social media presence for it, but if you go to Media Lab YYC on Twitter and just kind of scroll down a few posts, you'll see a picture of our smiling faces uh, and uh, a link to share.transistor.fm slash s slash 8D3BD7E1. Oh my God, amazing. So you'll probably <laughs> want to click that rather than try to type all that in. Yes. So um, check that out. Twitter.com slash Media Lab YYC is the best way to find it. I think.
0: Uh, I'm going to recommend a film film and the Ooh, film okay. is called Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, have you seen it? I saw it last night. Oh, how was it? So good. Cool. So good. There were some terrible acting moments, uh, but those same actors had amazing acting moments. Oh. So it was weird in that way. But, uh, you know, there was a lot that uh, as, a, as a white male, I didn't identify with which was kind of refreshing actually to be like yeah. oh i don't understand that reference or i don't you know they're playing mahjong in a scene i'm like i have no idea how mahjong is played right but if it was a poker scene i'd be like oh yeah i know what i'm doing right so it was really cool um and it was it was a refreshing take on you know classic uh romantic comedy um and i recommend everyone go see it what was most amazing to me was that the theater was full of uh asian audience and right. they Loved it. And it was really nice to see people seeing themselves on screen in a way that they often don't get a chance to. Cool. So, yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, you don't need to be an Asian person to enjoy this movie. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a vote of confidence for movies that are coming from diverse storytellers and and casting a diverse cast and, and you know, changing uh, you know breaking the mold in how and how uh, traditional storytelling is done in the film industry. So that in itself is a reason to go see it in theaters totally. and pay money for it.
1: And they're and, and they're just killing it in the numbers. They are right? they
0: absolutely are yeah. Well they were they had the biggest screen open I know. at, at Landmark. And, and It's and, the third week I think yeah, absolutely. and they're still first. It's
1: it's amazing. Yeah. So um, and there's like it's based on a book and there are two more books, so people are saying there's probably gonna be more movies. Yeah. So that's good. Um, and I love Ken Jong so much. Yes, he's yes. Truly one of my he's he,
0: he quite good at it. Um, yeah. so yeah I mean you know a vote for this movie by voting with your dollars is a vote for, diverse movies in general totally yeah. so um yeah even if maybe that's not a, a type of cinema you're interested in um but you want to make you know something else that's diverse go see this
1: well it speaks to uh our our tip from bleeding art as well like you know you don't have to always just go to the course
0: films that, that you, you. want to see learn yeah something from a yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah that was great uh, okay that's it that's all thanks uh, as always to briar for putting the news together for us as every, she does every week chad who did the score uh the music for the podcast Britt, who does the graphic design and seth who edits this all together we honestly couldn't and wouldn't be doing this without uh, you people. Men True that. Women. True, True that. Uh, so if you're not bored of filmmaker podcast, ugh, if you're not bored of filmmaker, this podcast <laughs> is for and about you. So please uh, share anything you've got going on with us and we'll be sure to share it with the community. If we got anything wrong, if we misspoke and said your name wrong, or if we're stupid about something, um, let us know. We really do love to hear that kind of feedback so we can not misinform people or misspeak next yeah, time. Yeah, let
1: us know. Please, we're, we're, we're not... Uh... Yeah, we're not precious. Yeah, we wanna, of course. We want
0: to get it right. Yep. Um, if you if you have any questions uh, or anything like that, reach out to us. How can they get to us, Matt?
1: Yeah, best bet is hello at abfilmcast.ca, and you can find us on most of the social media platforms, including SoundCloud, uh, at abfilmcast. Um, and, of course, we are also on iTunes if you'd like to subscribe there, if you haven't already, and uh, just tap that five-star button. That, that helps us out a lot. I love that button. Mm-hmm. It's a fun button. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. Well, uh, sorry for basically not speaking properly for the entire <laughs> second half of this episode. I
1: got water, and I, I think uh, that helped me a lot. But uh, but
0: yeah, you uh, you're broke a little. I broke. It's our brains are just so full. It's I mean, broken. There's just too much. It's a broken brain. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, please have a final uh, listen to Appa, our, our post production sponsor. And once you're done listening to that, go make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.